We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. And also, the Rocket Mortgage Classic will wrap up on Sunday at the Detroit Golf Club for our listeners on 97.1 FM. The ticket, rousing success in year one, sold out in terms of tickets for fans Today and on Sunday. So Michigan is a great sports state and one of the best golf states uh, in America. Uh, LPGA has two stops. Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give. Voted one of the best stops on the LPGA Tour. And also the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational will be the first two-person team event on the LPGA Tour July 15th through the 20th at the Midland Country Club on the east side of Michigan. You have the senior tour stops in Grand Blanc, Michigan. And also every other year you get the U.S. Senior PGA Championship at the Jack Nicholas course down in Benton Harbor, Michigan. So golf is alive and well in the great state of Michigan and across America. I can't get enough of it. I love the sport. I didn't have my kids this week. I played 45 holes today. Went to a fundraiser and also a chance to honor a legendary junior college baseball coach, Coach Hoffman in Grand Rapids Junior College. And then afterwards hung around with the buddies and played 27 holes. 86 degrees. Summer's here finally. It was a beautiful thing. I, when I The weeks I don't have my kids, you know, the every other week I am just... I am a golf fanatic. I can watch it on TV. I can watch a golf channel nonstop. I love it. Uh, John Conlon, our soccer insider. Our, our soccer guys, they all love golf too? All my buddies do. I mean, that's my absolute favorite thing to do is golf. Oh, it, it's the most decompressing experience. If you're a family man, if you have a busy life, a uh, father, a mother even, anybody, a coach like yourself, John, and life's just coming at you like a four-lane highway uh, in Boston. It, 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 I'm a different person when I get off a golf course, no matter how good I played or how bad I played. I just started my two boys who are 13 and, and 9 playing golf, and uh, I hope hopefully they're much better than I am. I didn't start till I was 23. But the passion I have for the game and watching the game, it, it, is, it is a lifelong sport. It's one I'll play until, until the day I die. I love it. Yeah, I will tell everybody listening across North America, and I ran into some people from Canada at the Tullymore Golf Resort uh, in northern Michigan that when, it, when the weather's nice like it is right now in Michigan, it is one of the best golf states in this country. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Up north is unbelievable. If people have met yeah. up in the Gaylord area or up in Traverse City, it's a great golf course. Yeah, northern Michigan, one of, I think, top 10 or top 10 uh, summer destinations. Uh, if you're just joining us, and maybe the local game just ended uh, in your city, to our listeners in the U.S. and Canada, we do have two huge questions of the night. Uh, free agent frenzy is already underway. Reports that Kemba Walker will sign with Boston. Officially, I think that can go down Sunday at 6 p.m., Kyrie Irving reportedly uh, close with the Nets. Kawhi, the Lakers, you know, have interest in everybody right now. Some feel D'Angelo Russell will be a better fit. 
I don't know if he's the type of point guard you need with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I, I think you need a Kemba Walker, but Kemba likes to score. You need Kyrie Irving and then a LeBron in the reunited Peaches and Herb Tour out in Los Angeles. That's the type of point guard they need. They don't need a point guard who's a scorer, and I think that's why they didn't make a run at Kemba. But and I, because LeBron, if you do this, this Kawhi Leonard talk that we've discussed, and the first question is where will Kawhi play next year in the NBA? Second question with John Conlon, our soccer insider in studio. State of soccer uh, for our Canadian listeners and for U.S. listeners has your interest grown in the sport since we did this a year ago last summer. Where does it rank on the sports checklist for you? And I'm, I'm not saying now. I'm talking year-round. So join in one 855 4 cbs That's one 855 Who do you think is the right fit for the Lakers? Uh, out of all the names you've heard, whether it's Beverly, Seth Curry's name's been thrown out there, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I don't think Milwaukee will let Brogdon go. Uh, is it is it Kawhi? Is he those three together? Is that a good fit? Why would Kawhi, who's the quietest guy in the league, want to leave where he's the star and big personality to, to go sit behind LeBron? Even though he'd be starting with LeBron, he'd be sitting behind LeBron. I don't. It makes zero sense to me. Well, what if he doesn't want the spotlight? He 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 had it. He, he's been to the. He's climbed the mountaintop of, you know. Two million people in Toronto celebrating the Raptors winning it all and beating Golden State. What if he enjoys being like where he was, you know, the third option in San Antonio? What if he wants to be that guy that can kind of disappear? Didn't seem like he enjoyed it that much when he sat out for nine months. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, he probably is not the guy who wants to do all the interviews and the guy who wants to, you know, market a brand, but... I can't name one professional athlete who doesn't like to be the center of attention. I think that's a that'd be unheard of. Yeah, the, the most modest athlete in the NBA would be Seth likes a spotlight. He does his holy moly. Have you watched that miniature golf show? I have not. Neither have I, but I guess it had monster ratings. So yeah, that's his show. He he's all over branding. You see him on a million commercials. Clay Thompson is a guy that doesn't seem to and it looks like he'll re-sign with Golden State. He doesn't go after the spotlight. Well, he probably can't get in a word edgewise with the personalities he plays with. So that's I don't know if that's by design or if that's just the way it is. What, when Durant left a smaller market in Oklahoma City where there wasn't this stigma attached to him that he whines on Twitter or the burner accounts that – the the Oakland thing now, and if he leaves, and it's kind of like the way Davis treated people in New Orleans, uh, you know, before he was traded to the Lakers. You know, Durant now is hurt, so you're not going to get him for another year. Uh, you know, I'm looking at a guy that arguably is the be- the most talented, complete player in the league, right? That you can't defend him, gets a shot off wingspan, uh, but his attitude, I just I. And the Knicks, uh, Kawhi's not uh, this talk that he's going to team up with. And like these guys are looking for the next super teams. They've all been searching for it since LeBron did it with Bosch and D Wade in Miami. Change the game. I mean, I, I kind of miss the days where there was one superstar on every team and 
you had no idea who was going to win it. Now you can pretty much narrow it down for the most part to four teams prior to the playoffs. Toronto just did it with one superstar. That's a good point. <laughs> right? They just well, no, I'm making a point that everyone right. everyone thinks it's a super team model. Now some will say, well, if we and we would be the Golden State fans if they had Kawhi or not Kawhi, but if they well, that would be nice if he ended up joining them. You never know. Everybody goes to Golden State, but if Durant's not hurt and Clay Thompson's not hurt. There's no way Toronto wins that series. Well, I wonder if Toronto's in the West, if they're, you know, making it to the, the final seed. anyways. Yeah, that, I I don't know. They had an easy path for the most part through the East, in my opinion. And it's a, it's a different ball game when you have one series to win instead of four series to win. Yeah. Well, the, and if Kawhi leaves for the West, it doesn't mean Milwaukee's going there. I think Boston adding Kemba, if Kawhi goes to the West – and let's just say Milwaukee, the Bucks, Stan Pat, right? With Brogdon, Middleton, G, their their core. Yet they've added. I think Kemba's an upgrade on Kyrie. Definitely scoring wise, right? And and I I think Boston becomes the favorite. Well, Philly, right? Ah, I think Philly. Philly doesn't play enough defense, though. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that Philadelphia team is. Do they have leaders? That's why you know with Philly, do they have the leaders to get it done? Right? Yeah, they're, they're talented, though. <laughs> they're talented at every position. I know. All right, let's get back out to the audience. I do appreciate everybody uh, hanging around on a busy Saturday night. Ken in Dallas, listening on 105.3 FM. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, good oh, Good afternoon. Uh, good evening, Bill. Hey, great show. Uh, here's one thing that you got to get the mix right. You can't put two alpha dogs, or alpha males on the same team. It happened at the L.A. before between Kobe and Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. So someone uh, has to be, it has to be like a Chicago Bulls team. Michael Jordan was an alpha male. Everybody else followed and did their roles. When you put, uh, you got a whiner that came from uh, New Orleans. Well, apparently LeBron James knows he can control him, but Kawhi Leonard, he's a blue-collar alpha male, and he, he's going to stay in in Toronto because that's the big miss for him, and that's the way I see it. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the call. Uh, in Dallas, you can join in one eight five five two one two four cbs Let's go to Raj in Toronto listening on AM590. You're on CBS Sports Radio. How's it going today? How you doing, Raj? Uh, pretty good. Just want to talk to you about a couple of things: uh, MLS, basketball in Canada, and the Toronto Raptors. So let's uh, start off with the MLS. Now, theoretically, if you think about it, where does soccer strive in the world? Uh, Europe, England, Africa, South America, and what's Toronto comprised of? It's the most multicultural city in the world, and that's why. The Toronto MLS team is doing so well. Because when you look in the stands, it's it's literally every single ethnicity that you can remotely think of. Where everyone back home watched soccer, and now soccer is driving in Toronto because of that. And Toronto has some of the most rabid fans in the world, especially with the MLS. So I think that's one of the reasons soccer does so well in Toronto. All right, thank you, Raj. And... You know, John, the, the MLS, I know they seem to be going through the bidding process. They're, they're worried about expanding too much, but why wouldn't there be the full-court press to put an MLS 
franchise in as many cities in America and in Canada as they could. Well, business model, it's the 20 mile march, right? Like we want to make sure that we consistently grow the brand at a slow pace where we don't, you know, bite off more than we can chew. I actually think the MLS is going about the right way. I do think in order for us to get there to be an international power in the U.S., we're going to need to have MLS teams in every city. But I think they're going about it the right way. It's a, it's a slow build. Let's go to Allen in Toronto. Busy night with our friends listening on AM590. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. I'd like to comment on MLS, but first, uh, my wife saw me laughing and snickering, and she asked, what's that all about? Simon so said, I'm laughing at the NBA for banning Magic Johnson from negotiating, I said, you know. <laughs> and uh, three, seasons why, three reasons why I think Clive's going to be going uh, to L.A. Lakers. Magic is involved in absolute secrecy. You know he's involved. And uh, two, he's a California boy. And three, the Lakers, uh, they've been making giant strides up the ladder. They were 35 and 47 in 2017 and 37 to 45. And uh, it's a challenge for him. You know, they've been a sad sack team since 2013. And uh, it's a challenge. Everybody likes to go on the challenge. So that's my, uh, that's my take on why he's going to L.A. And as for uh, MLS, you know, the Toronto Argonauts, they were, they've been around for, I don't know, the, 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 the 20s, and they were always drawing sellout crowds. Now they're only half full. MLS, the, the soccer team, the FC, is, uh, they're selling out every single game. You need a shoehorn to get in. So it has taken over, and it's taken over big because it's such a big multicultural uh, city now. And uh, it's, uh, it's very, very popular. It's, uh, people are talking about it. And, uh, great atmosphere but the argos they're they're drowning in the sea of red ink and they're losing their shirt i don't even know why they have a team there the mls has taken over from uh, from those argos those argos they they better fold pretty soon all right well thank you alan in uh, toronto i've i've always been surprised at the nfl and i know there's buffalo close to toronto but that could be a natural rivalry that the nfl has the same thing by putting a team in vancouver that the nfl hasn't come in and dropped a Canadian division where they're growing their brand. It's like Major League Baseball. They're over in London right now. What 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 are they thinking going to London? Does the NFL really need to grow its brand, though? No, it's already the biggest. You know, <laughs> look at their TV ratings like, you know, Brady and Mahomes in the AOC championship game. What, you know, 50 million people watching? I agree with that caller, by the way. The Toronto FC, I'm actually a Toronto FC fan now after going to those games. I mean, the the atmosphere of that stadium was as good as any European stadium. It, the Toronto fans are great supporters of their teams. Part of the issue with the MLS is some of the uh, cities that we had chosen originally were not great supporters of their teams. So now when you have Portland and L.A. and Toronto and Atlanta United, cities are really supporting their teams, you're seeing successful organizations, which I think it's all about finding those cities that will support a great professional soccer team. We do have our huge questions of the night. First one, where do you think Kawhi Leonard will be playing next season as the NBA free agent frenzy is underway and also the state of soccer in Canada and the US. I want your huge opinions at one eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook.
Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 1-855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance at GEICO.com. Two huge questions of the night. First one, as we'll go through free agency, the free agent frenzy in the NBA. Where will Kawhi Leonard play next year? Reports have Kemba Walker signing with the Celtics uh, Sunday night. Kyrie Irving looks like he's going to get a deal done with the Brooklyn Nets. What will Kevin Durant do? I think Clay will stay uh, with Golden State. Will D'Angelo Russell end up with LeBron and AD out in Los Angeles? And then the state of soccer. We have our soccer insider, John Conlon, in studio tonight. For the U.S. and the Canadian fans, where is the sport right now on your personal checklist? And I don't mean necessarily in season. I'm saying when it comes to what interests you in sports. And then, not only for you, the adults listening, or some teenagers, but the parents When your kids talk about sports, how often does soccer come up in the conversation? I'm curious. Join in 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Mike in New Hampshire. Thanks for the wait. And you're on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? How you doing, Michael? I'm um, doing well, thank you. So, um, I and I heard James earlier. I also just left Foxborough and heading back home uh, from the Revs game, and you know, it was we had a really good crowd. But one of the things I wanted to just bring up is, and Hugh, you asked this question, and it's an important, really important question: is when will the owners kind of have to take over their teams? I think one of the biggest issues you're seeing, and Coach, you mentioned this earlier, but uh, you're seeing this in MLS where teams are spending a lot. The, the, ver- the variety of money being spent is kind of like, kind of like baseball. Without t- you know, take the, the hundreds of millions away, but there's teams that are spending thirty, forty million dollars, uh, and there's teams that are spending three. So, just depends on the players they're getting. But there's the owners are not being equivalent in, in how they're spending, and you're kind of seeing it. Uh, we've had an issue here in Boston for a while with the feeling that Bob Kraft doesn't spend a lot of money here, um, and it's been that way for a while. And he finally has this year, and he's. Gotten out, gone out and got Bruce Arena, but how do you fix that, right? So FC Dallas is another great example. They don't spend a lot of money. Um, Red Bull, even the Red Bull New York doesn't really spend money. Someone mentioned, someone earlier called about Toronto, and Toronto spends a lot of money. They spend on Josie Altidore and Michael Bradley, and they're spending about probably about four or five times what the Revs are. So that has to be fixed for, for this league to get better. Thank you, Mike. Uh, great call in New Hampshire, and John Conlon, our soccer insider, do you think there's uh, an unbalanced playing field when it comes to the MLS teams? I do. I think, uh, as as the caller just said, there are certain cities that spend more money than others, and they get big-name players, and when they get big-name players, they draw bigger crowds, and then they bring in more money uh, to the league. So I do think there are some financial issues to work out. 
I don't know exactly how the revenue is structured though in the MLS. I wouldn't want to, you know, state why it, it works like that. Um, all I can say is we need all the major cities to have an MLS team at some point, and we need to have superstars playing on those teams. And eventually, we need American superstars to develop uh, who become marketable in this country. And that'll happen. And we, we already have some of those. But I think right now what the MLS has done by bringing players like Thierry Henry and David Beckham and uh, Pirlo and some of these you know former world-class players over here. Even Rooney, though, right? Yeah. yeah, Rooney, even though they're aging superstars, it, it's great for the viewership. It's great for the financial end because it brings people into the stadiums and gets people to watch the games that that's a great way to go about attacking the financial issues right now is by bringing those guys in let's go to jay in toronto canada listening on am 590 you're on the saturday night huge show uh thanks for taking my call bill uh big fan great show as always um big toronto fc fan up here and the uh the mls you know, I think they've gone about things the right way. They they haven't they haven't tried to you know overspend their budgets, and and the league will continue to grow. Um, but I just wanted to chime in as well on our NBA champion Raptors up here. Um, I think I heard the opinion a few moments ago that the Warriors had a tougher route to the uh, to the finals than the Raptors, and I just um, I'll, I mean I'll give you Houston. For sure, but Portland and the Clippers, whereas the Raptors had to go through a loaded 76ers team, and the MVP, uh, um, the MVP residing uh, uh, team in the Bucks. So I think we maybe ought to reassess that, and um, you know I think the Raptors. Our full value and, and, and had a tough route to the final. Jay, thank you for the call in Toronto, and I agree. I think Toronto earned that championship, and everyone's saying, well, if they had KD and they had Clay, uh, it would have been a different story. I don't think you can take away uh, what the Raptors did, not only in the Golden State Series in the NBA Finals, uh, but what they did in the playoffs, they earned it. And Kawhi was the man. He took over when he had to a team full of guys that were not lottery picks wins the NBA final. That's amazing. I had a college, you know, for the American side of this, an NCAA tournament feel to it, right? Definitely. It was like golden state was Kentucky or Duke, right? I absolutely loved how Canada, not just Ontario, but all of Canada got behind Toronto in this. Montreal got behind Toronto, which is unheard of. Exactly. (laughs) Vancouver got behind Toronto. What's going on there? They were basketball crazy. Uh, John Conlon is the other voice you hear. Our soccer insider, our two huge questions of the night. Uh, Where will Kawhi play next year? And also the state of soccer in Canada and the U.S. Where does it rank? on your sports interest list? And what can the men do in Canada and the U.S. to become worldwide powers like the women are, especially in the U.S., awaiting the semifinal match with England on Tuesday in France? They win. They'll be in the July 7th World Cup final against the winner of Netherlands and Sweden. You tell me. one 855 cbs 
That's 1-855-212-4227. Tweet us at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. Tomorrow at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific, CBS Sports Network is on the court with this summer's hottest hoops league. Don't miss basketball's biggest legends, all-stars, and champions with the big three on the 24-hour TV home of CBS Sports. I haven't watched the big three. I can't get into three-on-three basketball. I, I just... I. I like the old school. You remember the one-on-one thing, Conlon, they used to have when NBA players would play each other in one-on-one basketball? And I'm not going to ask Grillo or McKeon because they're too young back at CBS NBA, Sports Radio. I don't remember that. I remember NBA Jam, the no, game. <laughs> no, I, this might be in late 70s, even... Oh, yeah, that's before me. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> okay, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for being 57, but... It was an old school like Saturday morning show. I'm gonna have to look it up. And I'd, they, I'd pay money to see LeBron versus Kawhi. It'd be like Dr. J playing like Gervin That's or something, amazing. right? I'm gonna look that up uh, during uh, the next break. But the big three is drawing people. Uh, they were on the east side of Michigan and Detroit, and uh, Ice Cube's doing the full court press with media and his partners. So more power to them. Speaking of hoops. Where will Kawhi Leonard play? I can guarantee it will not be in the big three. Nothing against the big three, three-on-three league. Where will he play next season? That's our first question. And also, uh, John Conlon, our soccer insider, in studio for his annual summer appearance on the state of soccer in Canada and the U.S. Has your interest in the sport grown or waned over the last year? How many people are watching the Women's World Cup. I will say this is the first time, Sean, that I've watched a lot of matches that did not involve the U.S. It's because there's other good teams. It used to be just the U.S. and and pretty much Germany would be the team, and Japan would be the teams that you would watch. But now there's you know 12 good countries that can compete. So U.S. and England on Tuesday, three Great. o'clock Eastern time, and then on the other side. The other semifinal in France, Netherlands and Sweden. Are you forecasting a U.S.-Netherlands final, Sweden and England? What will it be? U.S.-Netherlands, and it'll be great to see the U.S. take on the European champions in the final and then you know, dominate the European champions and be world champs again. Out to the audience we go at in Chicago, listening on AM670, The Score. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Ed. Yeah, Bill, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Okay, yeah. What I wanted to say, Bill, I think that Robert, uh, not Robert Ory, I was going to say something about him. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, I think he's going to the Lakers, and I'll tell you why. I think he wants to be one of the three or four guys that have won NBA championships on three teams. It's been done twice before. Robert Ory did it. Uh, he played with uh, the, the, the Houston Rockets, the Lakers, and San Antonio. And uh, uh, John Sally did it. He played with Detroit, the Bulls, and the Lakers. But neither one of those guys was ever most valuable player. I think that both he and uh, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James both want to be the first guy in NBA history 
to win championships with three different teams and be the most valuable player with each one of those teams. That's why I think he's going to the Lakers. He wants to set a record. As far as uh, uh, hockey, uh, soccer goals, I'm getting very interested in it. I'm really starting to like it. Why? Well, what, what drew you to the sport? I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is. Basically, I don't like baseball. I'm looking for something to take the space, and, and, and right now soccer's doing a good job. Thank you, Ed, in Chicago. Let's go to Tristan in Dallas listening on 105.3 FM. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Let's go to Q in Calgary, Alberta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, hi, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I'm a big soccer fan, and the state of soccer in Canada right now, it is all-time high. Um, like, I'm, I'm in Calgary right now, and there's a new team. Uh, the, uh, the Canadian Premier League uh, um, uh, have a team in Calgary. It's called the Calgary FC. So the growth of the sport, it's amazing. And I agree with your guests tonight that the investment is needed to, uh, at the young age for the, for the youth. Uh, to, for them to have access, and uh, uh, I, I couldn't be happy about uh, the status of the, the game in Canada. I know in the U.S., the, like right now, I'm watching the the, the World Cup, uh, the Women's World Cup, and the, the, the talent level, not just the U.S. team and the Canadian team, uh, the Cameroonian ta- talent was amazing. So I just want to say that, and uh, uh, I'm happy about the status of uh, soccer in North America now. All right, well, thank you, Q, in Calgary. And it is interesting that the MLS... Uh, because U.S. isn't in their title, that they won't go put more franchises in Canada to create those rivalries. I think they will. You think, think Calgary, Edmonton? Yeah, know, it's like well, I there's said, Vancouver right now, right? And yep. and there's Montreal, Toronto, yep. correct? And MLS, I, and they will eventually probably have Edmonton and Calgary. Calgary definitely. I I I think though that like I said, the MLS, the twenty mile march, they want to be slow in their progression and and not you know, spend too much money right away and then maybe hurt themselves. Let's go to Eli in Chicago listening on AM670, The Score. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, huge. Yeah, just uh, touching a couple of things with the uh, soccer. Number one, our best athletes in the U.S. don't play soccer. That's the number one reason they don't compete. They're all playing basketball, football, baseball. They're not playing soccer. I know it's represented highly at the youth level, but once they get into junior high and high school, they're all switching over to the more, you know, flashier sports. And then the other thing I want to point out, too, is the fact that youth soccer and U.S. soccer charges tons of money for these kids to play, and some of the better players, maybe in lower-income areas, can't afford to play on these teams that, you know, allow for the exposure for them to get seen by the U.S., Thank you, Eli, in Chicago. Now, John, uh, let's uh, respond to what Eli just mentioned. That, And we were talking about uh, the NBA draft slots and the money that they're making. And look at uh, Chris Middleton report saying he's going to get $190 million over five years, right? Hardly, and when he came into the league, hardly played with the Pistons and the money that's out there. And you did mention that's part of the reason what's hampering Major League Soccer in now let's tie it into what Eli said, that if a kid is 15, 16, and beyond going to play you know, D1 soccer at Stanford or North Carolina or Michigan or Michigan State or Western Michigan, wherever they want to go, 
when they start looking at 14, 15 in a sport they want to specialize in, and if they have a dream of making a living playing that sport, do some kids not even approach playing soccer anymore because they want to chase a football dream, a basketball dream, hockey dream? How do you answer that question? Well, I think there's two things. Uh, yeah, obviously there's more money in the NFL, more money in the NBA than there is in the MLS. So kids fall in love with that, that golden ticket of becoming a professional athlete in those leagues. However, I would disagree with your caller about our best athletes not playing soccer. Our best athletes are playing soccer as well as they're playing NBA or playing basketball and playing football. The difference is, though, you don't see a lot of six foot six soccer players. You don't see a lot of 300-pound soccer players. It, it's definitely a, a sport that plays to athletes who are 6'2 and under, unless you're a goalkeeper. Uh, plays to athletes that are built for aerobic running um, and not necessarily anaerobic physical wear and tear. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's just a different game. Um, that's why countries with smaller athletes like Japan can compete. Uh, so I, I would disagree with the caller. I've heard that before. You know, what if LeBron James played soccer? I'd say LeBron James would struggle at 6'8", 280 pounds. He would not be a great soccer player, um, most likely. John Conlon, our soccer insider in studio. Two huge questions of the night. Where will Kawhi Leonard play as the free agent frenzy is underway in the NBA, and also the state of soccer for our Canadian friends to the north and also here in the States. You can join us at one 855 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Search Saturday Night Huge Show. The talk of income-limiting potential soccer athletes kind of goes hand-in-hand with what you said about uh, MLS and academies in all the major cities where kids wouldn't have to pay and the top 100 athletes would have room and board and schooling like they do with professional clubs in Europe and other uh, countries and areas in this world. Uh, are we missing out on potential great soccer players in America because the parents just don't have the means to pay for a travel soccer club? No question. And so that kind of goes against what I just said. I, I, I do think there are pockets of inner city kids that could be fantastic soccer players but but don't have the resources to play club soccer. And then because they don't play club soccer, they're, they're not seen by college coaches or they don't have the avenues to become pro athletes, pro soccer players. So, yeah, that is definitely something that we struggle with. However, uh, because – the clubs are becoming bigger, better, starting to get more money. Um, you're seeing more and more scholarship athletes uh, at the youth level able to play club soccer for less money. You're seeing more of that than you did 10 years ago. Yeah, and most uh, soccer clubs at the youth level have the ability for families who don't have the money to apply for assistance privately. It's nothing that would demean you or disrespect uh, your family, but there's that ability with most successful soccer clubs in America. Yeah, a battle we have in the U.S. is is the size of our country, and you know we have so, what is it, 300 million people now, yeah, 330 million, something like that, right? Right, and just being able to identify players, like when you're talking about a country like Germany, which is the size of two states in the U.S., 
Uh, it's easier for them to round up and identify great soccer players. For us, uh, we have to have a more intricate system to identify those players and to locate those players. So that is, that's a big piece of it. John Conlon, our soccer insider, joining us uh, in studio here on the Saturday Night Huge Show. You want to join in, one 855 cbs Chris in Massachusetts, uh, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm on my way home from a soccer game that I was actually at tonight. England Revolution, we played the uh, Houston Dynamo tonight. And the passion in soccer is unlike passion in any other sport that I've watched. People watch football. People watch baseball. Great. Awesome. Big numbers in the contracts there. You know, whatever. But a lot of people don't watch soccer because they don't get it. They think it's too slow for them. But... The fans who really do love it, it's just, it's such a passion, and it's wonderful to see the league growing. Cincinnati came into the league this year. You have Nashville and Miami next year. You have Austin the year after that. It, the league's just growing, and it's going positive places, and I can't wait to see how big it gets. And I think uh, it's on the uptrend here in the country, and hopefully that uh, will lead to maybe the U.S. becoming a better international team. All right, Chris, thank you for your huge opinion. Now, what I think is pretty cool is we're talking about uh, Kawhi Leonard and people chime in from AM590 in Toronto and all across North America. And we've had about five different callers from the New England area who are at the New England Revolution match tonight as we're discussing the state of soccer. That's why I love doing a live talk show. And thank you, John Conlon, sitting in throughout the entire broadcast. If you want to join in, one 855 cbs That's one 855 At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook.